It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, well, well. Look what we have here, another episode of Ghost Without Saying with the one and only fabulous iconic duo, Sefi and Wing. I am Wing, I'm joined by the most fabulous and iconic, Sefi. And today we spoke about, God, all sorts of things. We uncovered mysteries, Mm. mental health, fables of feminist boyfriends, imposter (sighs) syndrome. We've, We've done it all today. And we are ready. Loving it. Stay tuned. Enjoy. Have you done your homework? Oh, shit, you got in there first. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say, actually, this might not go in the episode, was, you know, my king, Jordan Firstman? Yeah. He has a running... Well, it's not really a running joke. It's just a joke that he made, like, a couple of times. I think it's a private joke between me and him. <laughs> where he's, like, talking about people. He's, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, like, doing the work. And he, like, takes yeah, the piss yeah, yeah. out of doing the work. I'm kind of thinking, shit, is this doing the work? Do we call it kind of doing the work? But it's, like, <gasps> a tongue-in-cheek, like, ironic doing the work. That's fine. Yeah, we're doing the work. We're doing the work, right? But it's, like, ironic. It's, like, we're doing the work. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love a good little name. Name, yeah. Well, I thought you did. So I thought, maybe this should go in. Yeah, that has to go in. Otherwise we're just like hey welcome to doing the work and everyone's like what the fuck well i i thought we could kind of subtly i'm just kind of about to manipulate everyone (laughs) and make it sound like it was the first time we'd ever heard it okay so we've been doing the work have we we've been doing the work wait no i want to know yours first what have you just done so the doing the work the work that we've been doing Mm. in the last episode that we asked for was do you remember it yeah ask someone how they are properly and mean it or if someone says to you how are you answer it answer back which Sefi you know I haven't been doing (laughs) (laughs) no I yeah I asked you first you go so I have a friend that's kind of having a bit of a not shitty time but just kind of a struggle is it me (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend um who needs some help asking on behalf of a friend her life is upside down right now (laughs) topsy-turvy no it's not you it's another friend I just have a lot of friends that are in sort of chaos right now um and I said how are you and they came back and they said yeah I'm fine like blah 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 and I said no how are you how are you? Like, what is going on? Are you okay? Anything I can do? Blah, blah. And we had a really authentic chat and it was really good. Nice. What kind of same here? I said to someone, how are you? They said, fine, blah, blah. And I said, that's not good enough for my homework. <laughs> I'm doing the work. I don't know about you, but I'm doing the work. I don't know if you got the memo, but actually I'm using this on a podcast for homework. So could you give me a good answer I can talk about, please? We're doing the work here. We're having spiritual, intellectual transformations over here. And that was what happened. But I, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't say I passed my homework with flying colours because I actually, Sefi knows, I found it more difficult than ever 
literally this week to be open to be to be open yeah i'm not secretive but i i was saying to sefi i get out of the habit of like talking to people so yeah if i'm being really social or just kind of upkeeping normal levels of sociability which isn't a word but whatever i'm like in the habit and in the routine of being like oh this i did this and blah blah blah, blah. and you can kind of update on like the mundane aspects of like yeah i'm just eating this but like yeah. when it's suddenly a big thing it's like well, how do you approach? But it's like, if I'm out of whack with that, so I haven't been socialising in like enough in a normal way, like I ha- I've been kind of withdrawing, that it's then when you've actually got something to announce, it's like, God, I can't, not announce, but you get what I mean. Yeah, when there's something go- like serious going on. So let's just all keep practising and keep doing the work. I hope you all did the work, guys. I hope we've been doing the work together. Okay, first question we got, and we got a lot of, was something along the lines of, how did you start the podcast? Or why did you start the podcast? Oh, yeah, okay, go in. Oh, well, how did we? We'd started it on our phones. Honestly, don't bring me back to that dreadful time. It's honestly a traumatic experience, doing anything from scraps by yourself. <laughs> don't you think? I kind of thought it was quite a beautiful experience, quite raw, kind of like, are we really going to do this? Like, we had no permission. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, oh, we weren't waiting around. Well, I remember we were like, so basically, we'd started an instagram if you followed us from day one it was very much me and wing were obsessed with tarot if you followed us from day one i feel for you same because it was a chaotic thank you but i almost (laughs) resent that you've seen what you've seen (laughs) it was definitely a chaotic vibe we were like right okay we're gonna do sort of crystally stuff and then we're like no 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 no. we were still at uni at uni in third year we were like we do not care about crystals half as much as we care about feminism and all the things we talk about we pivoted we made a crucial pivot and we were like right should we start a podcast and we started on our kitchen table we probably had some lovely beans on toast or something and then started on our kitchen table everyone thought we were weird we had builders banging 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 next door yeah we had to do it like in between their little hammering we were using an app in a, in a practical sense we were using an app called opinion which i'm i don't know why i'm telling you this actually because it's not yeah, practical because they don't even do it anymore it's banned did you say it's banned <laughs> it's not banned it's you basically unless you paid for the version like 10 quid version or whatever you cannot use it yeah but you can't do that anymore right no it's gone it's gone forever gone from the app store it's completely gone but that was a perfect thing to be honest i recorded for a while on my voice notes oh and that was bad it was bad but i genuinely think if people are trying to start a podcast don't spend i mean do not go and like rent a studio don't pay for a studio don't pay for a microphone don't pay a penny and do not whatever you do record your audio of a facetime (gasps) or zoom isolate your audio you record what you're saying and the other person records what they're saying in a separate you know whatever on their phones it's so easy just do i honestly think do not pay a penny other than the money that you'll spend on Acast or Libsyn, your hosting thing. Agreed. Do not spend a penny on anything else or you're wasting your money. Do not buy fancy microphones. And I also think don't wait for permission to do stuff. No. Anything. Like this is podcast and beyond. Like anything you're trying to do. I've said it a million times. No one picks you up out of obscurity and plucks you and places you into your dream life of where you want to be. Yeah. You need to, unfortunately, you need to put in the work. That's the thing. It's like post your art now. Don't wait till you go, oh, I'll get 5k followers and then I'll post my art. No, post your art now. Yeah. Don't, oh, well, I'll, I'll um go to the cinema on my own when I, um like when I have a boyfriend that I know, like, no, go to the cinema now. <laughs> when cinemas are open. When cinemas are open, go now when they're open. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Don't wait for someone 
would say, oh my God, you'd be good on a podcast. No one had ever said we'd be good on a podcast. No one's ever going to say that to you. If anything, everyone said you'd be quite bad on a podcast. (laughs) The combination of you both is not something we need recorded in kind of immortalised on audio form forever. And you know what? At the beginning, we were bad on a podcast. Yeah. Like, you are going to be bad. Your art's going to be bad. Blah, blah, blah at the beginning. Then it will be good. Or better than it being good, it will be something. It's there. It's something. It exists. So true. That's more important than the quality of it even. Wholesome vibes. Woo, we're starting out strong. I think a lot of people ask us, like, how do you, how do I start doing this? How do I start doing that? How do I start doing that? You don't need to ask me. You just start it. Yeah. Also, Google is your friend. Mm. Like the amount of people that message, oh, how do we do that? Literally, we were starting from scraps. There is no fucking advice we can give you that isn't on the internet. The advice I'd give you is don't spend a fucking penny. But I mean, you've got that for free. Two minutes in or whatever, you've already got that. Mm -hmm. That's in the bank. Now just start Googling. So true. And I also think before you start anything, think about why you're starting it. Yes, yes. Because we've seen actually, have we not? And we discuss this all the time. People who start things because they want like glory. (laughs) Yeah. Immortal fame. You need to detach from the fucking outcome of whatever you think this project is going to be. Fame is a fickle friend, Harry. We were told this by Gilderoy Lockhart at the age of about eight. None of us have an excuse. Fame is a fickle friend, Harry. We know it, we know it, but we've all forgotten it. If you're doing it with somebody else you need to lose that ego immediately actually maybe even if you're doing it on your own even more so you need to lose your ego the amount of people that i see doing stuff that exhausts them and then that gets to the end they get no validation from it because who has got time to be going around validating people and slash life isn't validating Mm. and even the thing you were craving didn't actually feed you in any way and it's like did you enjoy the thing that you just did then the answer is no, because they're waiting for the end goal. Not the reason to do anything. So true. God, we've started off violent. Yeah, violent. <laughs> we woke up today and we chose violence. Next question. <laughs> so somebody asked, what is your take on dating an alcoholic? Is there hope or is it doomed from the start? And naturally, we are the authority figures here and we have all the answers to these questions. <laughs> you've come to the right place. <laughs> I, you've come to totally the wrong place. I mean... Um, <laughs> um that is a good question (laughs) what do you think do you think it's doomed i don't know if many things are doomed Mm. like it's quite a specific example it's quite a specific scenario when things are doomed like whatever happens no matter what the changes no matter what the communication something is forever doomed Doomed. to fail Mm. like you're meeting your doom it's like god we're in a film (laughs) untimely demise yeah So I don't know if anything can ever be doomed, but... But would you say it's a good idea? I mean, it's not my ideal. It's not like, okay, I'm trying to manifest my dream partner. I'm going to have a tall guy with dark eyes and dark hair. They're also an alcoholic. Um, (laughs) It's not not in my list, but... (laughs) But is it in a list to avoid? I mean, it would be a red flag for me if um if I can identify an ish almost a dependency on anything, mm. an addiction, an addictive behaviour. I think is a red flag for sure. If, if there's a reliance on anything um external, and that can be people, places, things, mm. you know, minerals, objects, whatever. <laughs> minerals. <laughs> no, I was trying to do that. What is it? That game that's like object. <laughs> 
animals minerals whatever that game is <laughs> or maybe that's just my archaeologist family that played that game but isn't that funny that we like immediately say a dependency on alcohol yeah that would be it that's a red flag but it's like you would never know if someone had like a dependency on their fucking xbox yeah yeah which is just as real and i would say just as problematic and maybe just as detrimental to people's relationships totally so it definitely is amplified by the stigma that is surrounding kind of alcohol and substance abuse and addiction and all of those things but i think it's less of a problem if they identify it within themselves and come to you and say oh i am an alcoholic this is what i'm doing this is my journey blah 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 blah. Mm. but if you identify within yourself oh this person is dependent on alcohol this person has not identified within themselves that they are an alcoholic if you want to place that word on it i think that is more of a problem because that's kind of similar to this person is an xboxaholic this person is addicted to their xbox but there's no word for that there's <laughs> just fucking loser a bum (laughs) yeah exactly there's no um it's not societally doomed for your boyfriend to be playing on fucking call of duty i don't know what games people play anymore i also think it depends on who you are i think for some people it would be a bad idea to get yourself into a relationship maybe with anybody let alone somebody who has their own journey going on which i guess really we all do Mm. but i think some people would be more some people would be able to like um flourish more in that situation than others Mm. for some people that would be like an absolute red flag because they've been through it before because they have their own issue that that's going to conflict with it's going to trigger things within them yeah exactly yeah whereas i think for some people it's like if you naturally find yourself to be the caretaker which i think is a problematic concept in itself but if you naturally are a giver and are very um kind of maternal and find yourself being very generous with your energy and etc etc and you're constantly drawn to emotional labor i think that's a problem within yourself but if you've got a kind of got a grip on that then it's your choice really isn't it i don't think it's doomed but if we're adults we have to make adult decisions yeah totally i just think when looking at addiction i mean it's so it's so easy to be like you're addicted to alcohol you're addicted to drugs you're addicted to whatever but if you actually look at addiction i mean one of the first things i do in the morning is look at my phone that's an addiction that is obviously problematic the last thing i do is kind of take a little glance at my phone it's constantly with me that's an addiction but why is no one guys she's addicted to her phone don't don't like it's a real problem no because we're all addicted to our phones it's still so damaging obviously i completely completely agree i think with all relationships or getting into all relationships there are going to be lots of things that you need to be aware of in that other person and get into a relationship not because you're just happy to be chosen and it's convenient to be with that person because you're just so lonely and you want to be with someone whoever that may be be with someone because you want to be with them because it's gonna you're gonna both better each other and you're gonna have fun together don't volunteer yourself for more commiserations it needs to be ice cream party vibes every day it's so true my mum was saying this the other day of like you should leave your relationship both of you being better people if you leave that and they're a worse person you're a better person failed if you leave that you're worse they're better failed you both need to leave as better people that's how we'll be leaving our relationship that's for sure (laughs) but we'll be both leaving drained (laughs) we worked ourselves to the bone okay this one i loved there's actually two by the same person they first of all said please talk about the concept of solitude how can one be comfortable with solitude which i love Love. second one which i really love (laughs) and i think this is a particularly triggering maybe for seppi at the moment dealing with annoying people (laughs) that you might want to cut that out i don't know how to deal with people who pity you for being alone slash (laughs) single is that too much (laughs) yeah okay let's talk about this this is fun oh i don't know how much i can say sevi and i have always been annoyed by people who people who are so smug (laughs) which is funny because we are smug 
by the way. We're like the most fucking <laughs> yeah. biggest arsehole people you've ever met. The smuggest. There's something about a girl who feels like she's been chosen. That's particularly um, naive and annoying. So frustrating. So stupid. Because it's always accompanied with the patronising tone of... Oh, you're fucking alone and I got picked. Oh, there's so much I want to say about this because I went on a date I last know. night and I kind of had a similar conversation. I'm going to carefully say how I can say this. This is the stuff I'm mm-hmm. doing for this podcast. We're constructing this like the fucking Sistine Chapel so we don't get caught out. <laughs> Literally. I mean, first of all, let's bring this right back to the discourse of being single, being hashtag taken on all of these things like the discourse around it is that you are like one half of a whole and when you find the person you will be whole you will be a a one and I do think that's specifically told to women and when women naive women and kind of women that haven't hashtag done the work women aren't thinking aren't using their goddamn brains and have watched Disney movies and still kind of romanticize marriage in this way um kind of get a boyfriend they very very often throw all of the their knowledge out of the window and kind of think oh my god like i am now so happy and they think it's kind of fixed a lot of their internal problems mm-hmm. i am somebody that is very single love being single kind of would be in a relationship with if someone with someone that i found particularly amazing you're not closed-minded you're not cl- completely close to it but no, no 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 not closed-minded at all but i just i i'm not going to settle i'm not willing to settle bloody blah, blah blah all the things we talk about in this podcast which to be honest it's insane that that energy is rare it's insane that that seems radical oh no i'm not gonna settle what mm-hmm. or, or i think people often think they're not settling yeah how dare you have a standard i think people think they're not settling though they're like yeah no no oh definitely they think that they have picked the person when re- in reality that's just kind of the first person that showed them in any interest and they're like oh my god what a like um chance of fate absolutely oh, dear i've definitely experienced this very very recently i went on a date last night in fact and it was really nice but woo-woo. yeah woo woo and it was really nice cat calls from the crowd but i wasn't really into it i was kind of thinking not not for me really nice but not for me not interested yeah so i left quite not early i mean i stayed for an hour and a half i would say that's like more than i think an hour is minimum you can stay without being rude so i was like okay hour and a half agreed an extra half an hour that I'm gonna go left blah 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 and I told one of my friends who I haven't actually spoken to in a really long time oh my god I'm going on this date blah 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 and we were kind of in conversation about this whilst I was on the train going on your way whilst I was on my way and I texted this person when I left saying yeah I left it didn't really go that well and they were saying oh my god like that's so oh don't worry like don't worry about it like it's just good that you went it's just good that you went and it's there's something about that energy that is particularly abhorrent to me because it's like what do you mean like it's good that I went oh I, I think I don't like being pitied patronized yeah. yeah yeah you don't I think I don't like any energy of pity coming towards me from somebody that I view as less educated than me it's really probably an ego issue but I get very annoyed very quickly when someone says like oh especially in regards to being single when I can take a very quick look at their relationships and think oof "Oof, god okay well that's going on there and that's going on there and then they kind of come as viewing themselves as an authority figure it's kind of a love guru yeah they kind of think they're a little cherub floating (laughs) in your life to deliver you sparkly romantic news not the case it's just trying to communicate kind of the levels of their own oppression back to them and say no no this isn't about kind of looking for a specific person to like feed me in any way this is more just like it's a 
like I'm in London, I'm young, I'm gonna go and meet someone, it's fine. It's not like a deep searching. But I think people think that dating is like a deep searching, so they get confused. I completely agree. Because it's accompanied always with the desperation to be chosen. Yeah, it's desperate. So it's like, oh it didn't go well, oh you must be bummed. It's like, no, no, I'm feeling Next time, next time. It's like, what? I'm thinking about what I'm gonna have for dinner. Yeah, I was trying to explain, like I feel incredibly grateful, like I feel incredibly good right now. I'm just like leaving a really nice conversation. It wasn't for me, it was just really nice. And it's not deep, it's just fun. To be honest, I think it's, I have so much pity for people that don't seem to see how modern, Mm. to be honest, the history of romance and especially modern romance functions to oppress them. I think there is such a lack of awareness and you can't really, in that moment when someone goes, oh, like good for you for just giving it a good old go, baby. You can't really be like, wait, can I just actually take you back to the 1920s? Um, Can I take you back to kind of universal suffrage? Like, can I just take you back to all of this stuff? And it's like, actually, it's not appropriate to give someone a history lesson and kind of talk to someone about the history of marriage as like a buying document blah 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 because they're just saying basically what they're trying to say is I'm just like doing better than you absolutely yeah no it's true though and it's also this situation is kind of an explosion of their ego is that you can't be offended by somebody who's that deluded or at least that not on the same wavelength as you clutching at straws yeah I am thinking this more and more recently in the sometimes kindness is the hardest thing and I don't know if this is relatable for anyone else but like that there have been certain examples where I've had to like take myself away from something and just being like right be kind be kind here like show mercy on this poor soul (laughs) (laughs) like just be kind like you don't need to kill them yeah almost like this person has said something that they're trying you know the analogy that you always use of trying to dunk your head you're both drowning and they're using their head. They're drowning and they're trying to use your head to keep them afloat, but now they're actually pushing your head under the water too. That's sometimes the elements that I'm getting in my life sometimes these days. And I just think it's actually an exercise in kindness sometimes just to be like, right, you could sort of smash their dreams to smithereens, but don't do it. Don't do it. That's an ego game. Don't do it. Be kind. Exercise restraint. It's like, just let yourself be drowned. They need your head for a second. Remove yourself. You've got enough. Um, sort of, you've got armbands on anyway, it's fine. Yeah, you're in your life jacket and they're about to die. I mean, this is bad advice. Just don't let yourself drown because that was the mistake that I made when I was... 15 I remember specifically there was one person that birthed that analogy for me because it was like every time I was seeing them they would do whatever they could to put me down to make them feel better it's horrible and I and I was I mean I'm the pro at fucking exercising restraint and being fucking quote-unquote kind and then now I'm a cunt because I'm like fuck you lot yeah I'm not your fucking life jacket I'm not your fucking armband I'm not your lifeguard ring I think that's been me yeah it's a balance it's knowing when you've got the energy to spend and knowing when you have to when you can't afford to basically for your own sanity and then it's our old friend communication everyone else's enemy it seems it seems i don't understand these people but do you ever get it when it's like it's not even worth the communication yes that's one of the hardest bits oh you know i do it's like it's not even worth trying which is so hard because I'm not going to be met at a certain level. It's really horrible though. It's horrible if you've invested already so much into that person. If you've been giving and giving and giving. It is. And you expected it back and then... That's bad. So there's a question that I really liked, probably because it's an opportunity to talk about ourselves, which I guess is the podcast anyway. And I would love to hear your answer to this. Like, I just love to hear about your life. Yeah. So 
even though you you've got your lip mm. firmly buttoned i keep it such a secret from you <laughs> any scrap i can get i'm clinging to you're so mysterious <laughs> they said how are your relationships with yourselves going any major milestones passed recently okay do you want me to answer first well my answer is yes major milestones but i can't get into them <laughs> I'm not willing to disclose. No, but I didn't mean whatever the secret thing is. I just more mean... So just for context, basically the other day... So I've been in chaos kind of for a bit. Sefi and I spoke... We speak all the time, but we spoke the other day and I was like, right, I'm gonna... I need to fill you in on my life, my whole chaos, blah, blah, blah. And we got on the phone and like, honestly, like, it was like a child on stage, like stage fright. Like I was about to wet myself in front of the school hall. Like I could not bring myself to speak. So there are major milestones, but very much when you're in the midst of it and you're really in the thick of it and the height Mm. of it and it's like you're still getting a grip on it yourself kind of you're still in the fog you can't see what's going on you're still in the epiphany and it's like i need a bit of hindsight before i can begin to fill you in we had quite a funny sentence on that phone call (laughs) i was walking along the river and this woman laughed at me when i said it out loud i said it was like your epiphany wasn't it you had an epiphany recently what was that and you said and i said oh i can't remember my epiphany i've forgotten my own epiphany and this woman that was next to me literally went there's never been a more Sefi sentence like what and i've forgotten my own epiphany forgotten your own epiphany forgotten my own epiphany like that is so stupid only problem is i can't remember i've forgotten yeah should get a rememberal you really should selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So what are your milestones recently? You don't want to tell yours either. Well, I don't have any milestones. Like, Okay. Well, I've moved. Everyone was annoyed at me. We got messages that, because I said, I haven't done the homework. And everyone was saying, you literally moved house. Yeah, that is a milestone. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll take it. Fine. I did have a revelation. Mm. I was thinking so much 
of kind of communication experience kind of just living is a performance and we've discussed this time and time again if you live and sit within yourself in every moment kind of like if something triggers you and think wait what does my authentic self like what does my childhood most inner self think about this how do you feel and if you react like that and go that actually really upset me blah 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 bloody bloody blah like actually if you live authentically nothing can touch you i completely agree like if you drop the act drop the ego that was my big kind of revelation recently i agree because it's also about acceptance Mm. i was saying this to my friend the other day it's like if you can accept that you're a human being that's going to make mistakes you're going to do things that you're then later going to disagree with yeah you're gonna you're gonna lash out at things say things and make things that aren't going to be good yeah you're going to be offended and not understand why you're not going to say what you mean it's powerful yeah and as long as you know that you acted in a way that you i understand why i did that at the time given the circumstance that i was dealt with you need to do a bit of navel gazing if you will it is navel gazing it's kind of i think it's a it's a the kind of spin-off show of my previous revelation of you've got to be your own best friend kind of you have to be your own main person your main Mm. life source because you literally are kind of if you are authentic within that you kind of really really you're not like this ego thing of like you've got attachments to specific job roles specific like presentations of yourself if you really strip back to the most naked soul-like form of yourself you can't be touched as long as Dumbledore's around, you can't be touched. <laughs> you can't be touched. So are you living authentically recently? Mm. I'm not. I'm living so unauthentically. Inauthentically. Yeah, go through waves, but at the moment, I think it's almost like when disaster strikes. <laughs> yeah. The real me kind of disappears and you and you let kind of... Um, performance takes over. Performance takes over because it's like, right, safety. Well, because then it's like your raw self can't be can't be touched. As long as the performance is around, you can't be touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring Dumbledore out. Yeah. Dumbledore steps over. And small kind of first year Harry Potter. I was going to say Harry Styles. Oh, I wish. First year Harry Potter is nowhere to be seen. I think that's so true though. When there's stuff going on of course the the most like innocent harmless bit of yourself will step back and kind of the performance bit of you will come in kind of um i'm not taking the piss here but i know what you're gonna say kind of our alters yeah, yeah. did we watched that thing about did and ever you know all the controversy anyway if you know you know so are you living authentically then um i think yes and no because i think we we are in life but it's in waves and i think at the moment i'm in a wave where i'm not are you in a wave where you are particularly because that revelation is quite like yeah i'll be trying yeah i think i'm living pretty authentically right now but again that can change by the hour like only a tiny thing has to change literally a gust of wind and performance steps back in again yeah but i'm really trying to like strip it back and be like what do i want to do do i want to go for a walk at six in the six in the morning fucking as if do i want to go for a walk in the morning or is that just kind of like last night i decided it would be really good to go for a walk like do you want that like what do you want right now Mm, think of Take, take all of your ideas and think where did i hear that when did i hear that that would be good every idea you've had where did you hear that every thought you've had where did you hear that was it yours where did you hear that who told you that someone gave that to you and it may not have been a person it may have been a series of films a, ser- a song you heard when you were nine you might not be able to track it to the specific thing but somewhere along the road you will have formed like a pin 
like a hook around a specific thought and that will be informing your decisions in some way i hate to bring up miley cyrus again but at the same time i don't oh i love to she had an amazing i haven't finished it but i'm, I'm sure the last five minutes are amazing so i'm happy to recommend <laughs> amazing interview with zane lowe who i find so intimidating who is that why do i know the name zane lowe you would know the name you'll know him when you to be honest you'll know him when you see him more so you'll know him when you hear him new zealand guy music guy Zane Lowe. I do not recognise that guy at all. Who the fuck was I thinking of? Listen to a bit of his listen to a bit of his voice if you can. Hmm, Justin Bieber. Unfortunately we won't be able to include his voice in the pod. You'll have to do your own Ooh. research. Oh, that's Justin Bieber's voice. I was thinking I do not like the sound. <laughs> He's a mumble bag. Believers everywhere offended. God, Justin Bieber can't speak. <laughs> oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Do you recognise? Yeah. But anyway, I find him petrifying but he has a real presence he, i think he thinks that he's kind of aristotle like he thinks he's kind of emmanuel kant anyway this amazing interview kind of everything that comes out of miley cyrus's mouth i'm so here for but she said specifically in this interview lots of things that i was a big fan of but this one thing that i'm gonna say she said basically every night she gets into bed and it's as if she's saying goodbye to herself that day because tomorrow love. she'll be completely different love love and she was like so and i think he said to her kind of are you different so what you're going to be different tomorrow and she was like i'm different today because i kind of had a conversation with stevie nicks on the phone last night i'm changed forever <laughs> well then you yeah then you're changed forever it's like yeah every podcast episode i'm changed every Every TV show I consume, I'm changed. Every day I have, I'm learning and I'm changing and I'm forming new opinions and there's new beliefs and I'm a new me. And it's quite a liberating moment and quite the epiphany, I think, to accept that like, you're gonna look back and cringe, whatever. But if you can let go of the expectation that every form of you should be perfect, you don't have to identify with every stage of you. And that is so powerful. Because it's just who you was at the time. And it cuts the ego. I I think I'm on an ego trip like as in like I'm really angry at ego in the world at the moment that's kind of been the theme a theme well I feel like I've been battling against other people's egos quite a lot recently <laughs> working with me <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Say it with your chest. Erin's <laughs> ego's out of control. Out of this world. <laughs> but yeah, it cuts the ego because it's like, if you change every day, you can't get attached to a certain version of yourself, a certain presentation of yourself or how you want other people to view you. A vision. It's all changed every day. You, oh, It's just renewing. I love it. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. Oh, she's wise. She's a wise woman. She's really wise, it seems. It does seem that way. It seems so, yeah. And she also said, just another bit of advice. All I do on this, on this podcast <laughs> is give advice that isn't mine it's from miley cyrus <laughs> so a massive mainstream pot of advice i take it and i funnel it down to my small platform <laughs> if you didn't catch it there i'll tell you i really liked that she said um that the scariest thing that she ever did was glastonbury performing at glastonbury and because when she's about to do something or that there's something whatever blah 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 she'll see it happening and i definitely do that and i think most people do you know like before you're going to do something so say like even before i went to uni i I would imagine uni yeah just naturally you just do yeah yeah you imagine before your date you imagine you, your date you're plan you're planning out your script essentially the script is happening and you're seeing it live before your eyes yeah and she said before glastonbury she couldn't see it oh wow she's like i just can't see it like can't picture i can't see wow. it and she was so terrified and so whenever she's in a kind of scary moment or there's something that she wants to do she pictures her glastonbury and she did that scary thing and now she's done it and she can take her back to that place where she was 
terrified and she did it and it worked and like use that place and she also said which you know that I was connected to that you know this it doesn't have to be Glastonbury obviously because only a minute amount of people can relate to her having performed at Glastonbury but your Glastonbury might be and she used the example of her grandma dying was something that she had had so much fear attached to for so long and then she passed away and here she is and she made it through and blah 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 blah. so maybe it's not that you performed at kind of one of the biggest festivals of all time but a scary moment that you've had that you got to the other side of keep that moment which i really like this is kind of why we talk about keeping a proof list for yourself and Mm. are quite strict with ourselves about keeping notes in our phones about kind of things that we've done and blah 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 because it is important to acknowledge when you've passed a scary milestone it is so important another question someone asked about imposter syndrome what has imposter syndrome made you believe about yourself and that's why i think the proof list is really important because it keeps you remembering there's no imposters here that you're not the worst person in the world yeah i used to be terrified of imposters terrified i was terrified that my mum was an imposter i used to i remember staying at my grandparents house and phoning my mum on the phone and being like i had a nightmare that you're an imposter like i'm so scared that's bizarre that's quite tethered really tethered from the smash hit movie us by jordan peele i remember saying to my mum walking down i'm not going to say the road actually but walking down the street and saying to my mum like if you're not my mum like if you're not blah blah like you can tell me like if this is all <laughs> fake you can tell me i must have been like seven years old she's got a theory you're like i know but i was really like i know just so you know i know you can tell me because i already know yeah i'm on to you by the way and oh you know i was trying to catch her bluff that is amazing i by the way i already know well that's why i said to you we need to have a word for like if one of us is held at gunpoint to have a word for like a code word when we were last on the phone it's kind of what were the last words that i was stumbled or spoke to us in his office (laughs) (laughs) and also the code that we came up with is bad really bad if someone's holding me at gunpoint and i say these words to you you'll laugh (laughs) it's an absurd little safe word we've got really bad imposter syndrome how do you cope with that um badly (laughs) no i let me think it's really tricky it's actually a tricky question like when did you feel if imposter syndrome is you feeling inauthentic in a performance of an authoritarian role Mm. say it's like when did i feel that i was an authority when was i trying to present as an authority and didn't feel like one so it's actually quite a loaded like difficult question to unpack i think in a practical sense and what i think is helpful for me at the moment and what i would myself would do well to remember is what gets me out of imposter syndrome is surrounding myself with people who don't make me feel like an imposter yeah and that's not that the people above me i mean i hate to put people in ranks but also no i don't um it's not that the people above me make me feel like an imposter it's the people that they think that i'm their peer yeah but i think you're not my peer (laughs) honey do you know what i mean yeah and i think it's those people that kind of that make me feel like i for whatever reason would be doing the wrong thing to be doing something different to what they maybe want so i think by surrounding myself with people who make me feel more secure is just always a good idea but especially with imposter syndrome because it's if i i think i it's the pips thing again we said about lucy sheridan who we both love world's first comparison coach <laughs> we're big big fans <laughs> um, 
she spoke about pips proof it's possible and it's like that for her that's a person and what she recommends for her that's a person or people or whatever that you can see that what they've done is the proof that it's possible for you to do the same thing so if i can surround myself with people that are the proof that oh i can do that or like oh no that's the thing or like oh that's what that looks like blah 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 i think i feel quite validated by the security of seeing people do things and it and it working out for them and and them having cool stuff and people that kind of feed you and you feed them and there's like a mutual exchange of energy rather than leaving every interaction drained feeling like you were fake feeling all of it it's just awful definitely and then you feel like a fake bitch when do you do you ever feel like an imposter i was really trying to think of this and i think a time where i really had to lean into performance Mm. was so when i was at uni i studied english and film me and erin went to uni together but we weren't really friends until the third year until the last minute until the very last minute and we thought oh we actually live together i think we'd get on oh we should be friends and i had really really bad social anxiety for the first well, the entire time but it was so 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 bad in the first and second year and then she met me and i cured her oh my god it was like magic <laughs> no, a lot of therapy cured it because we were doing the work no nothing to do with me but yeah i think i so i was really aware of like you are going to have to perform, you are going to have to put on this act because, I mean, if you have social anxiety, a lot of the fear is somebody realising that you have social anxiety. That's one of the things that's like, fuck, Mm. okay? So I not only am terrified in this situation, but if anyone sees kind of like the legibility of the body, if somebody sees my like face go red, if somebody sees me kind of like squirm a little bit, that's the worst bit. They read my insides. Like that's the worst thing that could happen. Mm. So I definitely had a lot of fear around that. Um, So I think in like a presentation, for example I would be very much feeling like an imposter like standing up at the front of the class which I am a performer at heart like I am the ego is out of control the ego is out of control like I fully 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 love an audience blah 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 relish the limelight but I've always said since I was like a kid my worst group is a group from between the between the numbers of like 11 and 19 really weird thing to say as a kid kind of a classroom which is unfortunately the exact size of a classroom or a seminar which obviously at uni you are doing a lot like i don't mind if it's a group of like five i don't mind if it's a group of a hundred the problem is is that middle thing where you kind of have one chance to speak and that's your shot and i am not throwing away my (laughs) shot (laughs) i get a scholarship to king's college um but yes i had really bad social anxiety so i definitely felt like an imposter then but i don't really know what i did to deal with that kind of well you don't go to seminars anymore i don't have to go (laughs) if you had a seminar tomorrow to go to i'd be shitting my pants i think the climax of that was graduation for me with i mean you were at my graduation actually as well yeah it was stressful for a few reasons i'd actually just been broken up with like two days before (laughs) and he was in the graduation and he was he was also graduating that's quite bad um kind of the hottest day of the year quite lizzie mcguire for a lot of reasons it was stressful yeah and i think that was kind of the climax of okay when if you can walk across the straight stage you can fucking do anything i think i have got to a point i've done many things that are quite similar i like all my poetry stuff that i've been doing i kind of seek out those environments that will make me uncomfortable you're glastonbury yeah i really seek those out it's the only way and i would be terrified but i know i'd do it because i've done it many 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 a time that's the thing shout out to my social anxiety crew love that (laughs) 
You're finding out new things about us, guys. Okay, we've got quite a few questions asking about wing. What is wing? Is it an anagram? <laughs> what is that? We should have made this clearer, uh, yeah. we found out. It's hard to understand where, how the fuck you get from Erin to wing. How did you get from Erin to wing? Oh, and I'll take you right through the journey. So, wing is called wing because when we first met Erin, so we'd actually known Erin. So, how me and Erin lived together, we were kind of in two. So, it was Erin and her friend and me and my two friends. We kind of merged groups. We were like, okay, that's a great house. And we, when we first met Erin, we had a bit of a joke. The joke is, so we had a friend that was basically saying, we said, what would, it would be quite funny. We thought it was hilarious if by the end of the year, she thought that Erin's name was Erin. With an I-N-G. Is Erin here? Is Erin here? And we kind of never noticed it. And then for somehow that kind of merged to Erwing. It went from Erin to Erwing to Wing to Wing Wing, Wingaling, Wing. So she's wing i don't really it's one of those things where it's like it just traveled a million miles a million centuries so that is the story of wing and Sefi is from persephone Sefi is from my full birth name persephone <laughs> this is her alter ego that she brought with her to uni yes. <laughs> and i love it but Sefi's still undecided <laughs> my name is quite confusing because my birth name is persephone but my entire family call me poppy and my hope like my young young friends call me poppy and then when i went to uni i thought i'm gonna go back to my birth name i'm gonna go back to persephone but with a twist i'd read noughts and crosses i thought let's put sefi on this let's put a little spin on this did a real ladybird moment it's given to me by me sefi yeah um, and kind of reshifted my name um so i have a million fucking alter egos right now and it's so confusing my official birth certificate name persephone but all my family call me poppy all my like some of my best 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 friends call me sefi and it's quite a war between us of who calls you who when my um kind of home friends and my uni friends meet it's like battle of the names but i quite love that love the, love any kind of fight over me <laughs> <laughs> right next question i really liked this um i'm feeling like a true man hater at the moment but it's got me thinking does the perfect feminist man exist or will there always be something we have to compromise on someone else said something really similar like almost word for word so this is obviously on our minds at the moment what do you think it's really tricky because wait did they say does the perfect man exist or we need to compromise perfect feminist man well let's scrap the word perfect right now because no the perfect man of any kind does not exist no but can a feminist man exist let's fucking hope pray god to the universe that a feminist man can exist Mm. or we are fucked because women cannot get their own power themselves it needs to be handed by handed to by the people that have the power now definitely so if feminist men don't exist we're absolutely fucking screwed which to be honest let's bring it back to the beginning you're never doomed or are we or are we um the other question that was really similar was something along the lines of like will i ever find a feminist boyfriend like is that something that can exist let me actually find it word for word sorry it's actually a really good question so they said is there a point where you can be asking too much quote unquote of your partner i.e expecting them to be a complete feminist how is that too much yeah surely that's the bare minimum you want equality but what is a complete feminist which is also kind of the problem, I guess. I think it depends on what you're asking for. Because are you asking for everyone to be feminist or are you asking for your boyfriend to respect you, for example? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you asking for him to understand that the stuff that he's picked up from porn is wrong and he can't do that to you, can't beat the fuck out of you, <laughs> yeah. basically, and call it sex? <laughs> and be like, did you enjoy that? <laughs> like- I wouldn't say that's asking for too much. I think it's about like, an understanding of your own boundaries because at the end of the day, you can't control 
somebody else like you can help like I learn loads from my boyfriend and I can guarantee he learns a lot from me and that's nice but at the end of the day we are two separate people and if he was kind of the worst most abhorrent violent racist homophobe in the world <laughs> we wouldn't be together and I would do no, my best like to educate him in the world as well <laughs> in the world is quite a statement he's <laughs> like leading movements I think it's about boundaries I think at a certain point you're going to get to a place where you'd be a bit like why am I why am I wanting a boyfriend, really, when I just want to be kind of respected? It's not a project, I don't think. I don't think it's a personal project to be making a boy that you've plucked out turn him into your perfect feminist. I don't think that's something... It's not a mission. It's... I don't think we should be spending all our energy on that. I think, see what happens in your romantic relationships and their politics will follow. I don't know if I believe any of this, but I'm just saying it. And here you are perceiving me. <laughs> I agree, though, because... It shouldn't be about finding a guy that has never heard of any of these concepts and it's now your job to educate him and turn him into something. Like, the idea of like, oh, he's got potential. Fuck that. Mm. He can work on his fucking potential himself. Yeah, it's like, you have potential. If you were spending all of that time that you're spending on him with yourself. But I also don't think you should be um, kind of looking for quote-unquote perfect people, as we say, because they don't exist also. Well, you're going to be bitterly disappointed. I think it's just you're going on your own journey and you may find someone that their journey kind of coincides with yours in a beautiful adjacent um marriage but not on a marriage you know but in the idea of finding like a feminist man i do think you should be absolutely pe petrified shaking in your boots with at any man that is very keen to tell you he's a feminist a walking around feminist. with a this is what a feminist looks like t-shirt there's an amazing video i shared it to the story and it's this guy i don't know who he is yeah and he was like how can i be a misogynist when i'm wearing a little earring like it's really <laughs> funny it's it really good. funny that guy's really good but he was like i i plan former poetry night of queer black women a little bit of my own stuff but <laughs> my own stuff. i showed it to everyone i ran down the stairs that like, you've got to watch this to my mom and to my sister. it's so good but this is the problem i'm like he's great isn't he and then i'm like here we go again <laughs> yeah. praising the bare minimum i was i was ready to fall in love with him someone else said how do we stop praising the bare minimum and why do we praise the bare minimum exactly all he has is has an awareness of what a male feminist presents as and i'm like whoa he's hot also what he knows is funny for women you imagine the amount of girls that he had in his dms that day yeah but i was ready to fall in love oh we're not ending it there are we we're not ending the podcast on praising a man surely absolutely not oh well homework what's our homework what's our how are we doing the work this week how are we going to do the work i think we could do something about authenticity i would love okay for everyone to think what do i really want to do today like, what do I really want? You're about to eat something that you've got prepped. Like, oh, I've got fucking, like, something that I should eat in the oven. What do you really want? Yeah, break out of the prescription. Break out of the routine. I know you decided last night you were going to meet your friend after work. But it's like, are you tired now? What do you really want right now? Let's be self-serving. Or just, like, meals. Like, for example, do you actually like, like, sandwiches? Do you actually like fucking going to Pret and buying a sandwich? Do those sandwiches taste nice to you? They probably don't. God, I don't. I do not miss paying kind of £7 for a little bit of lettuce and bread. Um, okay, well, let's have a little self-serving moment then this week. That would be great. I would love to see everyone just living for themselves. Their best life and not what you think is your best life. Ch strip it back even further than what you're thinking right now. Oh, I'll go and watch an episode of The Crown. Strip it back even further. Do you really like The Crown? It's too easy. What fulfills you? Oh my God. I don't, what does fulfill you? 
Well, we're about to find out next week. No spoilers. I can't wait. Okay, well... Hope you all enjoyed the app. I really enjoyed it. Did you? Same. I feel really good. Usually I feel drained McGee, but I feel like... I was about to say, I feel knackerinied. Oh, I've drained you this week then. (laughs) No, no, that's all right. Each week we have a transfer of energy. Who knows which way it's going to (laughs) go. Just the only thing that's guaranteed is each week we absolutely suck the life out of everyone who's listening. (laughs) And yet they come back next week. I hope we give them energy. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy to be drained for this cause. For this cause. Goes without saying. It goes without saying. Let's leave it there. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.